Hello, sir. <laughs> What's going on, babe? Not much. Uh, um, I'm, I don't know why I feel kind of tired. Maybe just because I haven't had any coffee yet. Yeah, I'm tired. And then I think it's allergy season, too, so. It's allergy season. We were up hella late last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, we have to let everyone know about our Vegas trip. Vegas. We had so much fun in Vegas. Anytime people are like, what did y'all do? We ate. Food. We ate everything. <laughs> like. <laughs> Food. I think I gained like five pounds. Okay, I gained like five, probably ten pounds too. It was fun though. Yeah, we had a really good time. Went out there to celebrate our 10 year, which was earlier this month. If you're a regular listener, then you know that already. 10 years. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But because of how much we ate, um, we definitely feel like this episode is timely. Yeah, it is very timely. It is timely. So a year ago, like literally (laughs) right before the pandemic, um, in February of last year, I wanted to get a personal trainer. So Wesley found this guy and his wife named Micah and Diana Shalow. I think that's how you say their last oh. name. I'm 99% sure. Lassert. Lassert. Oh, Shalow is Diana's mate, mate name. name. Yeah, yes. it's Lassert. So I told y'all I'm tired. So Micah mm. and Diana Lissert, they are amazing people. Um, the name of their company is HitchFit. And they have, like, you can do all types of programs with them. And they have two different, um, well, not two different services. But basically, there's a system for if you're in Kansas City and you want to work out with them in person. And then there's something separate if you want to do everything online or if you're not in the Kansas City area. So these guys have been um, featured on, like, magazine covers and everything. Like, they're spokespersons, spokespeople. Spokespeople, yeah. <laughs> for supplements, like, for um, Magnum Quattro. Yes. Um. So, yeah, like, they're the truth. So he got us the couples package for my 34th birthday last year. We were doing amazing for like three weeks. It was like three Three weeks. weeks. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic hit, it was like everything fitness in terms of our personal bodies like went out the window. And the gym shut down. And the gyms shut down. So we can't go work out there. Um, But you know what's crazy is that was also at the same time when Grace and Grind started to pop. It is. Yep, around the same time last year when we was done doing the plan. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the pandemic, you know, one of those kind of bittersweet things about the pandemic is that because we're a health and wellness company and we were offering virtual services and whatnot, digital marketing and things of that nature, it, we couldn't have started Grace and Grind at a better time. Right. Right, and it was a blessing for Grace and Grind. I think the pandemic had its ups and downs. I think it was a blessing for a lot of reasons, though. It was. It was. There was a lot of good that came out of it, um, for us personally, at least, anyway. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go grab some coffee. So let's just go ahead and jump into this interview. We had the pleasure of sitting down with them right before we left for Vegas. So let's go ahead and, and listen in. Oh, but before... Before I even get to their interview, I have to let y'all know that today's episode is brought to you by Tasha Houston Hair Studio in Overland Park, Kansas. When it comes to me and my daughter Jalen's haircuts, I do not play around. Let me tell you something. Tasha is a straight up G when it comes to the blade. She has over 20 years of barber experience and she's won several awards for her amazing styles, including Best Stylist at last year's Kansas City People's Choice Awards. If you're ready for Tasha to hook you up, visit TashaHouston.co to learn more and book an appointment. That's T-O-S-H-A Houston.co. Okay, now let's get into the interview. Let's get into it. Okay, so tell us about HitchFit. Hello, HitchFit. So we are, uh, this is our 12th year 
since starting Hitch Fit. And when we originally started in 2009, our goal really was to just transform as many people's lives as possible. Um, and so we actually started our online business first. And that was built just as like a, a way to work with people all over the globe. And so we were one of the very first to start online personal training way back in the MySpace days. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we were just utilizing this social media marketing as a way and a tool to like, wow, like I can help transform this per- person's life. And then we can go in and, and showcase this and share this and inspire others. We knew we weren't going to be able to work with everyone, but man, maybe that story could go inspire somebody to go be healthy and make better choices. And then later that year in 2009, uh, we decided to open up our first gym and transformation gym here in Kansas city which was one of the very first transformation gyms in the whole entire country as well. And the whole presence and the whole foundation was always to transform people's lives with nutrition, with workouts, with positive choice making, and essentially teaching them the lifestyle that they could become the best version of themselves. I love it. I love it. I love that y'all started an online business Yeah. back before that was even seriously a thing. I think in 2009, the yeah. only like, for real online business that was coming up was Amazon. I don't even remember Amazon in 2009. Maybe. I don't even know. I was still in college in 2009. Yeah. He said MySpace yeah. days. That was MySpace was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were, yeah, we were MySpacers. And so like I met, me and Diana met on MySpace. That's how we Shut like. Shut up. Connected. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's kind of funny. It was MySpace <laughs> and it was uh, Las Vegas. We were at a, a Mr. Olympia, a big fitness expo out there. And we kind of, we were chatting really as friends. Like it wasn't like a baby, baby talk type stuff on MySpace. <laughs> it was really as friends. Like I really respected her game and like what she was doing as far as the, the fitness world. She had, uh, you know, she had won world championships. She was like top level at what she was doing. And I just had like a lot of respect for her. And then we met and it was like, man, like, I think I love this girl. Like it was like really instant. And, uh, you know, I always tell that story because like I was right in the middle of, of building Hitch Fit. And she uh, at the time was kind of doing her own thing down in San Antonio. And she moved two months after meeting. And we started Hitch Fit at that particular point. Wow. So that was kind of the, the how it all came about. Like I was going to do it solo. And she came in and really put the female piece, which really completed it. You know, it was like the whole God building the foundation of it and, you know, and then having the male and female piece in what it is that, that was being created, you know. So, yeah, to my face. Thank you. That is <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. I that yeah does that sound familiar Wes it does sound very familiar because <laughs> yeah. we, we met we met I was a, a Christian rapper you know and she was doing mm. this radio show now it's kind of like a podcast it was, it, yeah, it was, podcast, it was but online radio but they're like no one was calling it a podcast yet See, and I just released a, a album in 2000 funny 2009 2009 and she interviewed yeah. me at the end of 2009, and we started dating in 2010. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And oh, it, was man, it was two months two later. It was two months after we met. That's yeah. crazy. Is that insane? <laughs> man, this, this was meant to be. You know, 12 yes, years later, this was meant to be. So how long have y'all been married and whatnot now? Uh, July. This July will be 10 years of marriage and We've been together since 2009, so a little over, a little over 12 years that we've been together. But yep, this a couple months till the big one, well, a, big, a big one. <laughs> well, happy <laughs> early anniversary! <laughs> we literally, oh, thank you. yeah, we literally just celebrated our 10 year anniversary on March 11th. Look at that! That's crazy. That's crazy. Cool. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Well, that's that is crazy. Yeah, man. So. We see y'all now, and we're like, yo, like, they are the fit kid and Barbie. Like, they are so dope. But what is y'all's, like, personal health story? Well, I, I don't know how much you guys know about my story. I actually had my own transformation journey, um, which is kind of one of the reasons why Hitch Fit is, you know, 
that's one of the reasons it's all about transformation because I went through it myself. Micah has his too, but his was opposite. He was the, the skinny guy that, you know, had to build muscle. I actually had gained a lot of weight. Um, after college, I'd gone and worked on a cruise ship and, um, I had gotten up to the heaviest weight that I'd ever been in, that I'd ever personally been in. It was, it was a lot for me. And, um, I just, I, I had this dream of competing and wanting to do all this stuff in the fitness industry, but I was kind of trapped by really negative eating behaviors. And I was, I was binge eating and, you know, eating at night and kind of in denial about what I was doing to my health and to myself physically. And I kind of had, I, I kind of had a aha moment, I call it, on July 5th of 2005. So I kind of call that day my Independence Day because I just had this switch in my mind that was like, what am I doing to myself? And I have these dreams and goals that I want to pursue, but every action I'm taking is pushing me further away from those. So I literally signed up for a, a competition, which was a, I, it was something I needed personally to keep me motivated was having that goal. I changed my eating habits. I I asked of, of I was even a personal trainer at that time too, just making not great choices for myself personally. So I asked a friend, you know, to help coach me and hold me accountable. And um, for 18 weeks, I I trained and I lost 50 pounds and ended up competing in my first show. And I won that first show. And so kind of that was like, okay, this is really what I want to be doing. And I want to be in this world and I want to pursue these things. And, you know, I, I just, I think the best thing for me about that whole journey was it was, it was the weight loss. But for me, it was more the freedom that I gained because I took control of my behaviors and then taking that control is what allowed me to, you know, eventually meet Micah and eventually be a part of HitchFit and eventually be able to help all these other people go through their transformation journeys too you know, because I get it. I under, I understand what it feels like to be stuck and, and, and trapped in a body that doesn't feel well. And I also understand what it takes to, um, to make the mindset changes so that you can start taking the actions that get you to that place of freedom, which is where I like to live. And it's, you know, we're coming upon 16 years later. So this really was a lifestyle change for me and I, I would never go back. And that's, you know, one of the reasons we're so passionate about what we do. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's great. Micah, what about you? Yeah, so my story, like she said, was kind of complete opposite. But I think internally we were dealing with a lot of the same type of struggles. Um, and a lot of people don't think of it like this. But, you know, when someone is overweight, for instance, like that's what's focused on a lot of, oh, how much you weigh, how much do you need to lose, whatnot. Well, I was kind of the exact opposite. I, I grew up an athlete. I was a good athlete. But I was always like really, really thin. And um, my, my mom was married to this man. And I just remember, like, I, I never got bullied much from kids or, you know, I, I was always, you know, a good guy and, and had friends. And but I had this adult bully that used to always just like, you know, call me chicken legs and skinny. And I mean, it really hurt me internally when I was a kid. And um, it, it really gave me a lot of passion and a lot of fire. And I think initially where some of my success came from was a really angry place. And a lot of people don't talk about, you know, success coming from anger, mm. but I just wanted to prove him wrong and those insecurities that I had, whatever it took to kind of get past that. And what I found is, is when I went to college, I kind of dedicated my life to this, this lifestyle. And when I got a taste of what actually being healthy was and being fit and I started building muscle and I started getting stronger and I started you know just gaining control like it was no longer about anger it was no longer about pain it was no longer about in insecurity it was about building a better me and a better version of myself and so after about three four years of doing that and helping other friends while I was in college and really just promoting this lifestyle I was like this is what I want to do the rest of my life I want to wake up every single day and I want to help people achieve the exact same thing that I achieved not necessarily like hey, you want to go on stage and compete or be on covers of magazines, I'm talking about just waking up and authentically feeling amazing yes. and, and feeling that taste of health and, and feeling confident when you walk into a room, not worrying about what you're looking like because you know you look good and you feel good. You know, and that that is something that, you know, from day one when we built 
and, and created Hitch Fit, it was always this passion-driven thing of something that we knew so well because it was in our core. We had both gone through our own transformation. That is so dope. I really, you know, appreciate how you guys focus on on both sides of the coin. Like, it seems like everything that's about being healthy is also tied to losing weight. And, you know, I'm with Diana. Like, that is, like, my story. Like, well, not my story, but I'm, like, in those beginning phases of, like, yo, I really need to do something you know what I mean so I think that it's it's really cool that you guys are focusing on both because yeah you can be skinny and still totally be unhealthy sure yeah yeah that's good now one of the things that astonish us about about American culture is that we preach that we can do anything we put our minds to and we see people doing it and they're being great but one areas that we see, we awkward agrees that that's not happening in fitness. Mm-hmm. So uh, why do you believe achieving health goals is such a struggle? And what tips would you give to people about overcoming that struggle? Well, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> there's, you know, it is, we do sadly live in a, I mean, I think we live in a culture that, um, is really focused on quick fixes, mm. um, is really focused on trying to get things, you know, that will happen overnight. Um, we, and I think that has fed into the problem of, um, you know, just a lot of overweight and obesity. I mean, when we look at obesity rates in our country and we're at 40% of the population, of, and like you're saying, it's even higher than that. It's, it's, um, it's, it's really, it's sad and it's tragic because, um, I think that if we want to be pursuing our dreams and our goals and our God-given purposes in life, my personal opinion is that if we're living in a healthy body, we're going to be able to pursue those things even, even more effectively. Yes. Uh, when yep. our bodies, are, when our bodies are sick and when we're focused on disease um, and when we're focused on, you know, lack of energy and all of the things that come when we don't care for our bodies. Um, I, I feel like that's a detraction from being able to focus on the things that are planted in our hearts to do. So uh, it's more than just weight, you know, weight loss. And there's there's so many factors that come in. There are there are cultural issues as far as uh, you know, food is a lot of times how people express love. It's how they celebrate. You know, it's um, it's, it's it's and it is what like food is wonderful. It's an amazing thing. It's it's. A, a great blessing, but when we overconsume it, and then it leads to these detrimental side effects, then we have to take into consideration, um, you know, how how are we using it, and is it is it healthy for us? There's uh, so many things. Like, uh, you know, we've worked with people that have just gone through major traumas, and food has been the emotional crutch. Uh, there is an educational piece that some people just don't, you know, they hear these phrases like oh it's gluten-free or it's vegan or this and that and they think that means healthy and it and it doesn't um you know we're we're also very busy and we're extremely stressed out so people put their health and fitness at the bottom of the priority list and and that leads to major issues too because the longer it's at the bottom of the priority list the sooner it's going to mean that you're going to have to put some kind of focus on it because you're not going to be able to use your body or you're going to be you know, developing diseases. So it's, it's a really complicated question because there are so many factors that feed into why we really do have such an unhealthy society overall, because I, I can say that 40% obesity in our country is not, not healthy and not acceptable. Um, but it also boils down to each individual having to, to be ready to make the changes that they need to make because, our bodies are the one thing that the only thing that determines the outcome that happens in our bodies is our personal choices. Mm -hmm. So it has to be me that decides to put what I want, what, what is healthy into my body. And it's up to me to move my body in ways that it was designed to move. So the motivation factor um, really boils down to the individual and what they decide that they want and not only what they want, but what do they want enough that they're actually willing to take the actions to get there and 
for some people, yeah, I said this to a lady the other day who asked me, um, you know, and, and sadly lady, you know, she's, she's morbidly obese and she wants to make a change. And I had to be honest. And I just told her it's a matter of, um, the pain of staying the same has to become greater than the pain of change Ooh, that's good. because it, it's going to be hard, but also staying exactly where you're at is going to be hard too, because you're, you're stuck and you're in bondage to medication and you're, you're living in a body that you're literally in a trap. So it's like whatever that pain point is. And sadly for some people, it may be a heart attack or a stroke that is the pain point that it finally takes them to change. Some people, maybe it's just, they saw a picture of themselves and they were like, I'm not, I'm not happy. That's not a reflection of what I feel like inside. So I want it to visually look different on the outside. So I think for everybody, it's that it's really about where the pain point is of, because I, I can't say that it's easy. Transformation isn't easy. Um, so it's, it's figuring out what you really want and then what you are willing to do to get it. That's real good. You said a lot of nuggets in there. Yes, you did, honey. <laughs> yeah, because uh, that's so, a deep question. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it is. is. So I lost, I lost a hundred, a hundred pounds before we, before we reached out to you guys, and I gained thirty back. But yeah, the, the thing that helped me change, just listening to Diana, was I hated what I saw in the mirror. Like I looked in the mirror and I was yep. like, whoa! Like I, I have no clue mm-hmm. who this dude is, and I just literally yep. start eating healthy and working out. So. That's true. Like the pain point, mm-hmm. like I mm-hmm. agree with that a thousand percent. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And I think what's so sad about all of it too is like some people, you know, I, I've made a few videos about this, but like I'm always like, don't wait till rock bottom to make change because right. sometimes rock bottom is not reversible. Like you can't, mm. sometimes you can't come back from it. Mm-hmm. That's deep. That's, that's very deep. deep. Let, let me ask y'all another question. Uh, so y'all, I hear y'all use the word transformation. So like, you know, yeah. so, but like personal training is a part of transformation, but why not like personal trainers or anything like that? What's the, why do y'all say transformation? Y'all transformation. That, that, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great, great question. Okay. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to knock on personal trainers, but what I'm going to say is I'm going to differentiate the, between what it is we do in personal training. So when you go and get your certification, um, you go through a national recognized or organization, maybe an ACE or NASM, something like that. You go through that. It's three to six months, typically. Um, some some trainers end up going to school as well. Um, and so you're taught a curriculum of mm-hmm. how to how to train a client and um, specific techniques and stuff, and um, you know making sure you're not hurting them and and just understanding the body, how it works, the kinesiology side of it, everything that goes into training a client. When you, when we say personal training, this specifically focuses on the working outside of things. Mm -hmm. What we're not taught as a trainer is how to eat specific for fat loss and building muscle. Okay. So when you go and see a personal trainer, they're going to take you through a workout. When you go and transform, we're going to teach you every facet of the entire process. Okay. From what you eat, when you eat, your training, mental preparing, you know, lifestyle, it's like everything. Yeah. So that, that are, that's kind of the big deal. The other thing that I would say differentiates the two is personal training is really built off of um, retention, where mm. transformation has a start date and an end date. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't even think about that. Me either. Okay. Well, that's good. Wow. Okay. We we had been in those systems. I mean, I'll be straight up. We had been in those systems for years. We trained a long time, even before Hitch Fit. So we saw aspects of corporate gyms or even even the smaller gyms and some of the positives to it. But I kept thinking, like, why are there not gyms that just focus on results and results only when it comes to changing someone's body? Yeah. And I, I blew my mind. I couldn't find it anywhere in the entire country. Wow. And yeah. then I understood when I, when I started a business and we opened it, like as a business owner, you think about risk. You think about different things and money and margins and everything that comes in. Mm-hmm. 
And there's a reason that people haven't opened up gyms like ours because there is more risk. Because if the result doesn't happen, your business doesn't stay open. Whereas in personal training world, everything is on retention. So it's, you know, you know, up another month, up another month, up another month as far as more sessions. It's never about an in full result and actually graduating from program. I love that. Yeah, that's good. I absolutely love that because I think it also reflects the heart of what you guys are doing too. Like you're not yeah. just in this to, um, I, what's the one I'm looking for? You're not trying to be the big farmer of fitness where we're going to just get you well enough, but you still need to come see us. You're trying to actually get people not just in the door, but out the door for good. And that's, that's admirable. I, I, always, I always tell my clients, I'm like, Hey man, I'm, I'm going to be straight up with you. I love you, but I don't want to see you forever. Like yes. at some point you got to go. Cause, because what I like is seeing new people and transforming new people. And that's how I'm driven. I'm not driven off of going, well, I'm glad I got 40 hours this week, regardless of who that is and keeping those people forever. Like that's not our goal. You know, it's never been our goal. Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. So Wesley, what he was saying about how, what what um, made him want to really change was looking in the mirror and not liking what he saw. So my issue is the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm the person. I'm the person that's like, I love me some Carissa. I love me. Confidence is not an issue over here, boo. Like, I will put on some spanks if I need to for this little, this little bitty pooch I got and call it a day. But I also recognize, because I am at the heaviest that, that I've ever been in my life too. And it's like, I'm the maintained queen. And so, uh, and that's a whole nother conversation, but, um, so what is your advice for, for women like me or people like me who are like, well, I really don't have that, that insecurity factor or that, that, oh, I just hated what I saw in the mirror factor. Like, how do we break through that confidence crutch? Well, for one, I think that's a wonderful thing to have. And, um, that's yeah, rare. yeah, that's a, I mean, if you, if you have that piece in place, that's your really ahead of the game of probably so many people. And, you know, because we, we, we should love ourselves. We should love ourselves. And I think we should love ourselves no matter, no matter our, the size of our bodies. And to me, part of loving myself is also taking care of myself too. And, you know, it's one of those things where if you're, uh, if you are healthy, if you are in a healthy place, as as well as loving yourself and maintaining is 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 then then maintaining can be a good thing. So it's really as long as all the health pieces are in place. If you are saying I love myself and have this confidence, but yet I still have high cholesterol, high blood pressure, diabetes, type two diabetes, any of these things then I think you have to take a little bit more look of, okay, but what does really loving myself mean? Mm -hmm. Because if I really love myself, then I want my body to be healthy on the inside too. So then the, the motivation has to be more about, about the health side of it, or maybe it's about the strength side of it. Um, I work a lot with a lot of women who are, who are um, in maybe their fifties and their sixties. So for them, the, the, the weight loss is great, but they want to, their main motivator may be just they want to be strong so that they can keep, keep living the lifestyle that they want to live. They want to keep up with grandkids or they want to stay active and they want to be able to hike and do all these things. So it's just, a, it's not so much what they see on the exterior. That's the motivation. It's these other pieces that are, uh, that are motivating too. And also it's, if you're in a good place and you want to get to a great place, which can may not mean that you stay there forever. Like, you know, we have a lot of people that like, I want to get in bikini model shape. I want to be a fitness model. I look like a fitness model. When you get to that level, you don't necessarily stay there forever. That's not necessarily your happy place. But it can be really fun to put yourself to a challenge and see how, okay, if I really stay disciplined and 
stay on it, how far can I go? Like how great a shape can I actually get into? And so that can be a motivator too, is just setting this like, Hey, I want to push myself outside the comfort zone and, and I love myself now and I will love myself then, but I want to see what kind of goals and challenges that I can, that I can achieve. You know, it's like competition. I don't stay in the level of shape I would for a competition all the time. It's like, it's like just for that, it's, it's pushing and challenging and seeing how, how great can I be? How good can I be? And then in a maintenance, I'm, I'm settling back into just more healthy, balanced maintenance style, but I like setting those pushing through and really challenging myself mentally and physically for those higher goals. There's something really powerful about that. So that's where I say for you is like, is, is set that goal. And it's not about how much you love yourself in the mirror. It's, it's more about, Hey, I am a powerful woman and guess what? I'm going to set this goal that is really hard and guess what? I'm going to go and do it. Yeah. Yeah. That hits. I've, I resonate with that. Oh man. Your personality is so great for her, Diana. Like, I don't <laughs> think you understand. She, she need she need to be hitting your inbox up more because you know, the right stuff to say to her, like real talk. <laughs> well, if you ever write to me, it's a lot. Micah is like, yes, good. Great job. I like, I like, I like get novels from people and then I have to write novels back to them. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I work with, I work with a lot of guys and then I work with couples. And so like guys are just straight to the point. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm doing all right. All right, man, get it together. You know, and then, you know, sometimes, sometimes you got to go deeper and whatnot too. But to touch on what Diana said, like, I'll keep it real simple and do a mic real quick. Right. Yeah. There's levels. Mm-hmm. there's levels so there's a carissa right now that is at the level where she's like i'm confident i'm strong i'm feeling good but there's another level mm-hmm. yeah and that other level is you getting healthier and more fit is going to be a level that you have never even felt before level mm-hmm. like you know you're about to put a cape on and you really think you can go fly like type level like <laughs> yes. it, it 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 it's crazy what what happens when And it's why from day one, when I went through transformation, Diana did too, that we're so passionate about trying to pass this on to other people because it just changes you internally, mentally, physically, spiritually in so many ways. I love it. I love it. That's great. Yes. So March is National Nutrition Month. How would you guys explain the difference between nutrition and diet? Or is there even a difference between those two? Well, I mean, a lot of times they get connected in the same sentence, you know, and most people would refer to them kind of similarly. We would probably break it down a little bit. We we talk about nutrition more as, as a way of a, a, a specific, you know, when you're talking about um, – your macros and your fats and your proteins and your carbs and the nutrients that go into your body and whatnot. Diet typically is listed specifically. You got all these different types of diets. So you, you know, you have, uh, you have keto and you got paleo and you got, uh, you know, all these, all these Mediterranean, you got all these Atkins diets out there. And so those get more kind of listed as, you know, these individual ways of achieving, of achieving success. Whereas nutrition as a whole to me is more like something you do as a lifestyle. Like you're looking at food as fuel, like it is all the nutrients that's going into the body. But a lot of the times people just kind of connect them together. Diet and nutrition, you kind of know what someone's talking about. So you wouldn't call like diet a bad word? Because I feel like it's kind of become like a bad word in the health and wellness community where it's like, we don't say diets. We don't do diets. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really like the word diet, you know, because it does have that. For me, it's like diet, when someone says they're on a diet, it just, to me, that means it's something they're going to go on and then they're going to go off. And it's like mm-hmm. every time you go off, you're going to go right back to the starting point. So that's why I, I, I mean, we use the word diet because people understand that word. Um, but I don't really like it. I, I like talking more about eating habits. Um, you know, what are the, what are the daily eating habits and what, you know, what's the overall, is 
you know, just healthy eating and healthy nutrition and get, you know, overall rather than going on something and then going off something. So, yes, you know, yeah. it's, it's, um, and you know, it's kind of why we teach, we, we always go with a balanced approach when we teach people hitch fit is it's a balanced approach to eating because the, the main reason for that is really just, um, is sustainability. You know, it's like mm-hmm. if you're, if you're cutting food groups out, you know, people cutting food groups out, lose weight fast. That's great. But then what happens when you want to add that food group back in and you regain all the weight, you know? Right. So it's like, I'd rather just teach somebody something balanced from the get go so you can keep everything in and, and learn a flow that's a lot more sustainable for the long term. I love it. So even with you saying that, like, the first thing that came to my mind is keto, right? Like when you're cutting out a, a total food group. And mm-hmm. listen, y'all, like me and Wes, like we have tried <laughs> like literally every single diet. Juice, keto, <laughs> veganism, like whatever whatever you got uh-huh. out there. 30 paleo, we have done it all, okay? And we have noticed <laughs> that where it's like, hmm, okay, well, gain, gain that weight back. But I do uh-huh. want to touch on some of these, like, more quote-unquote popular trendy diets because I do think there's a part of me that does feel like, well, if you have these certain health conditions, then maybe this diet is is going to be a good option for you because it's, it's deeper than um, just your your muscles or or losing weight or whatever. It's about disease and whatnot at that point. But I want to get y'all's like professional opinions about like keto and and veganism and and even intermittent fasting. Yeah, I mean, and I think that it there. You know, I mean, the thing is, there's a lot of different styles of eating, and you can lose weight on any of those styles of eating. And I actually agree with you, like, there's, like, as far as keto goes, unless someone is uh, an epileptic or um, one of the diseases that that actually is scientifically shown to, it, it, the thing is, like, with something like epilepsy, it's that the the cons out, uh, the pros outweigh the cons in a situation like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. So there are cons to eating that style in your, that happen in your body. But the pros, if you're someone who has epilepsy, is, you know, reducing uh, seizures, you know. So that outweighs, you know, possible kidney stones or, you know, some of the other things that can be negative side effects of keto. So those situations, I, I, those are the situations where I think it, it is beneficial to choose those styles of eating when it comes to being uh, something that helps to control a disease that that science shows that that can help um, as a form of just weight loss for someone that doesn't need it for those specific diseases, it it wouldn't personally be my choice. And I always kind of think of it from you know as as believers, and I always kind of try to think of things um, from more of a biblical perspective too. And so when I when I think about our bodies and God designed our bodies to function optimally when we're, when we're eating these three macronutrients that he created, proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. Yeah. He designed our bodies so that we, we use all of these things. And when we use all of these things, our bodies perform, that's when we can perform optimally. So even without looking at science, like that's where my head always goes is like, if this is how God designed my body to use all of these things, then to me that says that keeping all of these healthy foods in is probably an optimal way. And again, of course, you know, there can be the, the disease issues that would make it different for certain people. So uh, the keto, so many people will do it short, you know, short term, they'll lose a lot of weight, and then they'll regain it. And, um, you know, keto diet isn't the greatest as far as performance. Now there, there are keto athletes who are high performing but for the majority of people if you're not really doing it properly then then you know they're even their performance with weight training and stuff is going to be suboptimal mm-hmm. um veganism if someone is vegan because you know i have i have clients that are vegan it's if if they have a problem uh 
because ethically they they don't want to eat anything meat or meat related no problem and you can eat vegan and you can be healthy no problem uh you typically it's, it's the vegan type proteins are not as great as uh as, as far as our purposes of building lean muscle uh, repairing and retaining lean muscle tissue if you just if you look at the studies it's they're they're suboptimal to things like chicken, egg, uh, whey, that kind of thing. So for our purposes, as far as the visual side of things, um, I, I don't think vegan is the best way to go. But that being said, there are, of course, uh, great vegan athletes. They just have to know how to get – they usually have to consume more protein so that they get enough quality protein. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get enough protein. It's, people saying you can't get enough protein, you're vegan, that's false. It's just a matter of uh, food combinations and making sure you're getting enough of good combination so you get um complete proteins uh it can be also vegan stuff because just because something's vegan doesn't mean it's healthy so right. there's the vegan cookies and the vegan crackers uh. and the vegan cake and so that's the thing is like okay it just, if you're vegan you're eating a whole bunch of crap then you're not good like it doesn't mean you're eating healthy mm. and if you're a vegan and your body fat is high because you're over consuming then you're unhealthy so um, I just think you have to be really careful with just saying, oh, this is healthy. And then if you look at studies, um, there are healthy vegan people, but that doesn't mean that it is a superior way of eating to um, people that keep, you know, lean proteins in there and chickens and fish and, and that kind of thing. And unfortunately, there's been a lot of documentaries that have been uh, very misleading um, that a lot of people were convinced that they should turn to vegan eating. But if you if you take a look at the documentaries and who's producing them and the quote unquote experts they have who all have some kind of stake in vegan companies. So they will financially benefit if more people become vegan. And then if you look at the, the, the cherry picking of the studies that they use, and if you look at the complete picture, it's, it's not a superior way of eating. It's, it, you can absolutely be healthy, but to say that, Oh, this is better than this. It's, untrue if you actually look at the big picture so again it's like it's it's just there can be arguments both ways but it's like if you'll just look at if you look at everything rather than cherry pick data um you you'll see that just there are healthy people that eat meat there are healthy people that don't eat meat you know there are, are healthy vegans and there are healthy um people that eat chicken and fish and turkey and all those things too so it's really a matter of what are you what are you committed to and what are you willing to sustain for the long term that is actually also good for your health and for your fitness. And so that's really the bigger question for each individual. Yeah, yeah, that's real. I definitely started to feel like when it came to um, the whole sub, not, well, not subconscious, but I felt like there was this like a low-key battle between vegans and people who are on keto and where if you're keto you're barbaric well if you're vegan you're elitist and it was it's I definitely you know got those vibes so I'm really happy that um just how you broke that down that Uh yes there there are some groups that it's of people that you know each of those plants may be ideal for but at the end of the day you have to do well-rounded research and neither one of those plans just automatically equates to um good health so that was that was dope um when it My, co- uh, multiple years multiple years ago I, I wrote a post about and i and i studied like all these diets were happening and mm-hmm. i thought man there's got to be there's got to be this um something happening near the first of the year i thought about just like okay what is going on here that people like gravitate towards a new diet every one to two years? Mm. And so back in the late seventies, mid seventies, one of the first kind of publicized media driven type of diet came out. And since then there's been like 30 or 35, 40 diets that have been mainstream that companies have pushed out marketing have pushed out now we're in social media world and have just an abundance and i'm telling you mark my words within a year maybe next january maybe the following january there will be a new diet 
and it and it and it happens like every year every other year something new comes out that's hot this is the new trend this is the new the new way of losing fat at a super fast pace like it you go look at the history of it it's crazy that's really interesting yeah there's definitely an agenda there for sure that's super interesting um with intermittent fasting, like what are your, your guys' thoughts about that? And there's so many different ways to do it too. Like, is that something that, um, that you would just naturally recommend or is the, is it one of those things where you're like, well, it really depends on your bio individuality. Well, the fasting in general, we know like there are a lot of health properties to fasting. I mean, it's like, for me, I only fast for spiritual purposes. I, I never fast for weight loss purposes, but, um, there's, so it's absolutely true that there are very, there are physical benefits to fasting too. My issue really with intermittent fasting is for one, I would never have someone intermittent fasting that had any type of eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be very dangerous for people that have eating disorders and, um, you know, one of the, one thing that has happened because of the popularity of intermittent fasting is people with eating disorders have this kind of uh, thing to hide behind. You know, so if they're in with a group or something, they can just make, oh, I'm in my fasting window, you know, as, as an excuse mm-hmm. of, of not eating. So that's, that's a concern. Um, I think it has really, it, for a lot of people, it leads to binge eating behaviors. Um, and I think that, I still always teach more balanced approach. Again, there's also some certain diseases that can benefit from intermittent fasting, but I've also seen people that uh, they get so obsessed with their eating windows. I've seen people that fasting is not anabolic. Like, so fasting is not great for building lean muscle tissue. It's not great for maintaining or, or, you know, repairing lean muscle tissue. So people that are trying to build muscle and they're fasting, they're doing two things that are going to be conflicting to one another so I've seen people that have overdone it with the fasting and ended up losing a lot of lean muscle tissue which drops their lean body mass which increases their body fat percentage and it's very the people that have tried intermittent fasting as a form of weight loss and maybe they've lost weight and then it starts creeping back up this is one of the problems we've seen is that they've lost lean body mass so their uh, resting metabolic rate is lower so even consuming the same amount of calories, now they're potentially overeating. So it's much wow. easier to overeat. They start gaining the weight back and back. And if I have found it, it's very hard for people that have done that through intermittent fasting and then going back to a balanced approach, they actually typically have a hard time because because they've dropped their metabolism that way. And that doesn't happen with everybody, but um, it's I'll still always teach a more balanced approach. I I still think it's great to fuel your body throughout the day. Um, I think it's 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 just going to be better for energy levels, for avoiding getting to the point where you're so hungry. And also there's just the, the mental food obsession. When people are staring at the clock, constantly thinking about when they're going to eat, yeah. you know, I, I don't know that that's necessarily a healthy mindset either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. With that being said, is do you guys believe that there is like a cutoff time where you should stop eating like before you go to bed. I think we've all heard like don't eat like two to three hours before you go to bed. Like what's your thoughts on that? Um, I usually say I don't believe in a cutoff time necessarily because it's not like you go to bed and your body stops burning calories. Uh, you know, we're, we're, our bodies are constantly burning and utilizing calories. But my more rule of thumb is to avoid eating an hour or two before bed just because um, it can – the, it can interrupt your sleep like digestion can interrupt uh, your sleep um and i usually have i usually have people just eating more protein and some veggies later in the day so they're not eating something heavy that again would potentially keep them awake okay. i think a big mistake that that people make with eating and and most people that we ever work with kind of say the same thing too when are people struggle with eating it's it's always later in the day or at night yeah. Yep. When they get off work, when they go out to eat, whatever that may be, that's when they're snacking on all the bad stuff. And so if people can get in the habit of going, well, you don't necessarily have to cut off. If you go to bed at nine or 10 o'clock, you don't have to cut food off at seven o'clock. You can eat pretty much 
in my opinion, up to, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes before bed type of situation. But like she said, more of a protein base, like a lean protein type of situation, maybe some veggies, something like that, a protein shake, something that, that, you know, your body's actually going to be able to utilize while it sleeps too. Our bodies are recovering before bed, having that, those proteins in your system and digestion and you have your growth hormone and everything that's going on while you're sleeping. Like, um, you know, it's good to have the fuel there. I'm kind of a firm believer of like, like feed, feed the machine. Don't under, underfeed it or the machine's not going to run at, at the level it should. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's, That's real good. So we believe there's an intricate link between your physical and spiritual health in terms of what you can control. How do you guys faith play a role in what you do and why you guys take health and wellness so seriously? Oh man, this one, this one, I was really excited to talk about. Um, <laughs> I mean, our, I mean, I mean, Jesus is the reason. Amen. Um, Amen. You know, the okay. So I always, I always use this analogy, but when I'm when I'm with a client, regardless if they're a believer or not, I talk about building a home. And you know how big of a home you want to build is really up to you. But what is the first thing that must be in place for this home to be intact and stay intact for a lifetime? The foundation. Right. Foundation to me is faith and having that connection um, for us um, as believers of Christ, like that is our whole being and our reason. And so, you know, living how he lived or trying to live up to how he lived, um, treating others the way that, that they need to be treated with love and caring, regardless of color, regardless of anything. And, you know, we're in this, we're in this time and age right now where things are like kind of weird and funky, you know, and I think the faith is the thing that connects everything together. Yeah. Yeah. It's the fit. It's, or whatnot, you know, fitness and health and all of these things are integrate in, in making sure that we're feeling good and feeling great and whatnot. But like Jesus didn't care what color you were. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and he was the reason that it all came together and it all connected. And I do believe, you know, for us, we're very bold about our faith. Um, you know, um, and, and we just try to live a life that, that, you know, that illustrates that. Um, but at the same time, they're so, when you go through transformation, it's a really amazing thing because you, you get more disciplined at many things. So if, if faith is a big thing for you, your spiritual discipline gets even more disciplined Yeah, yeah. because they are totally parallel with one another and connected fully. Um, and, you know, like if God built this body and created this unique body of each one of us, then we glorify him by staying healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. And, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> now you, preach on, preach on, brother. Listen, I'm like, I'm, I'm so I, I love this listening. question. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting, you know how you said, like, so when I hit up Micah in the inbox, faith was what he used to get on my head. Like, are you a believer in Jesus, huh? So, um <laughs> And, but but it's so true though when he says like there's a parallel between physical fitness and your spiritual health. Yeah. Because when I lost that hundred pounds, that's when my relationship with God elevated. Mm-hmm. And even now, and even now, my challenge is like my body is not my own. Like it's a temple that needs to be used as a vessel yeah. for Him. So like everything right. I put in my body now, there the Holy Spirit's convicting because it's like. Yeah, you really need to eat that, you know, like that's not really going to be a benefit of you yeah, of you taking care of your temple. So like I agree with that a thousand percent. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I- man, and and the thing about it is we're trying to fulfill this purpose that he may have for us. And yeah. I can't imagine one day being in front of him and going, "Man, you know, that purpose that I had for you, you weren't able to fulfill because you put food over me." Wow. Whoa. Wow. When I think deep like that, then everything is simple for me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's keeping the real one on one. Listen, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna cash up you our tithes and offerings after. <laughs> <laughs> no, after no, no, no. 
<laughs> no, that's that's really that's really good. good. That, that's, that's real, real good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I'm rocked. <laughs> I'm so rocked. Okay, let me get back to these questions. That was so good. Okay, so I want to do as we wrap up. I want to do um, just shift a little bit into the business because Kansas City is entrepreneur land, um, and there are so many people out there who look up to you. Um, not just in terms of health and health and wellness and fitness and and even your faith, but also just as entrepreneurs. So, what advice would you have for um, up and coming business owners who want to get into the health and wellness industry, specifically as it pertains to? Um, I don't even like saying personal training anymore. Transformation. (laughs) (laughs) What would your tips be for them? Well, I think, um, yeah, I mean, that's so true. Like Kansas City, it's why we love living here. um, As entrepreneurs, it's been such a supportive community for us. Um, Just truly, I, I don't know where we could have lived that we would have gotten the help and the mentors that we have that we have here. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would just say like, for one, make sure it's what you're passionate about because, um, you know, there's a, there, there are people that get into this space for financial reasons and, you know, I get it. I understand that. But I think if you really are interested in changing people's lives and being, um, being a tool, like being a tool that is a part of someone literally becoming the best version that they can of themselves. And you really have to have just the heart for it first. And I think my best advice is just make sure you put the, the people first. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just always feel like if you put the people first and then the success or the financial or whatever side of things will come into play. Um, but I, and that was kind of always the route we went. We just, we just always felt that it's, you know, obviously we run a business, so we have to pay bills and we have to, you know, generate income. But, but for us specifically, it's always been, if I can, if I can help someone change their life, they're not, they're going to want to talk to all of their friends about it. And that's how our business is going to grow. So, um, and then you also just get the personal satisfaction of knowing that you, you were able to do this for this individual. So, I think, I think for me, you know, it comes down to two things, regardless if you're just a small business owner or an entrepreneur, you know, those are two very different things. Yeah. Um, and regardless of which way you're going with that, I, I think so much of it is about relationships and how you treat people. And, and, you know, it's, you're in contact with so many potential people who want to be a part of what it is that you do or buy a product that you have, or, um, you know, or, or may just need some mentorship or may mentor you. I mean, you just have no idea. So I always look at every single day kind of as an opportunity, an opportunity to meet somebody, an opportunity to make an impact in someone's life. Like we built a very passion driven business. We, we didn't have your typical business plan set up. We didn't copy our business off of anyone else. We didn't know anyone that had actually done it. You know I mean? There was so much learning and be okay with that. Be okay with, with the fact that you may not know everything going yes. into it. Um, you've got to take that leap. Sometimes, you know, you've been, you know, swimming in the shallow end for a long time. Sometimes you got to go jump in the deep end and see if you can do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the other thing I always tell people anytime we get the opportunity to talk about businesses, you got to get really good at, pro- uh, at solving problems. And know that almost every single day, something is going to come up that you had no idea was going to happen. And you got to figure out how to solve it. And so each of those, those new problems, again, now become opportunities. It's just how your mindset is, you know, in connecting those potential negatives that sometimes people freak out after every little negative thing that happens. That is not a way to run a business or be an entrepreneur because it happens all the time. What you got to get good at is just like, you know, like I say, you got to learn to uh, uh, hit the curveball, you know, and and understand that it's going to be thrown at you a lot. Um, but make those relationships be really good to people. Don't burn bridges, even even if it doesn't benefit you. Um, and, and just uh, just like you say, have grace and grind. 
Yes. Yeah. Have grace and grind. I love it. Uh, <laughs> you know, when you when you have a business and you're starting your own business and whatnot, I feel like a whole nother layer is added when you're a believer and also when you're when your business partner is is your spouse. <laughs> So, <laughs> listen. So, and, and this is a selfish question. Now I'm asking for us. What What's your tips for us as believers and and as a married couple who's also in business together? Don't go to bed angry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> I think you know. I I for us, it's always um, uh, I. I think it's just, it's always communication is, is really big. And if we have things that we disagree on, we, we really confront it and take care of things right away. Uh, we don't, we don't let stuff simmer and, you know, there are no out of, there's no topics in our relationship that are off limits. Um, you know, so we, we really just have very open lines of communication so that we can, um, you know, solve problems because it's like, it, you, it is, it's a whole different uh thing when you're when it's when you're running your business with your spouse and it's um i i we love it i mean we are we're time people we love um and we're both very passionate about this and and as you said like having a, a faith foundation we always know like we always know foundationally what our uh, integrity wise what our answers are going to be so there's never any wavering or disagreements on um, you know, as far as those guidelines go, we're, we're always in alignment with whatever the right thing to do is, whatever uh, God shows us we're supposed to do, then that's what we're going to do. So that's probably the biggest thing as far as owning the business and being people of faith is like whenever there are questions or um, things that we're not sure of, we go in prayer together and we just, we lay it all out. We surrender it and we lay it out and then we just trust that God is going to either close the door, open the door, um, say wait or whatever it is, whatever it is he wants to do. And we always know that whatever he shows us is the thing to do is the right thing. Um, no matter if it's what we thought was going to be right or not. So we've operated that way for 12 years and, um, we've just found as long as we, as we are obedient and are obedient to him, then that's when things just fall into place. Even when we can't really see, where the pieces are, where they fit, he always can, he brings things perfectly together. So it's kind of just, uh, we, we have, it's this kind of peace that we can have, even when there can be, um, you know, tumultuous things happening around us, like our gym's closing because of pandemics and, right. uh, you know, so things like this, we can have this just, we still can have this just underlying peace, knowing that he's in control and that if we surrender things that he will work them together for good. Amen. And then, you know, two other things, two other things that I would, would mention is what Diana and I did as far as the business goes is we understood what we were good within the business. And so we took different roles and have different, different tasks that we take care of. I know she will take care of this. She knows I will take care of that. And we never even have to question it. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. we did that. And, it, and it's usually things that we enjoy doing as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was a big thing. And then the, the other thing, when you, when you link in marriage and business, you have to at least make one time a week where you, you cut that business out and just make time for you and, 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 and Wesley vice versa, where you guys go do something together, take that. I mean, we do it multiple times, especially when it's warmer, we'll go for walks and just talk. And, you know, sometimes we pray on the way to work or what together, you know, like just taking time to do things and just talk about life and stuff outside of the business. Cause it can, it becomes all consuming. Like you, every day, seven days a week, when you open up a business or start a new venture like that, you never clock out right. like ever. So, so, you know, you got to make time for your relationship and keep that strong. Cause that's more important than the business. It just is. That's dope. That's real good advice. Good. Thank you. I feel like we're we're on the right track, Wes. We are. Yeah. We definitely are. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, anything else you guys want to add? Like, tell the people your website and where they can find you on social media and all that good stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, we're we're pretty easy to find. Um, the our, the main website is hitchbit.com. Um, for the gyms in Kansas City area, it's hitchbitgym.com. Um, on I mean, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on not on Twitter too much, but um, you know, it's just Michael Assert, Diana Shalou Assert. I mean, it is kind of just a little search, and we'll we'll typically pop up. But we're always we we try to be really responsive, and you know, if people have questions and they can write to us pretty much any of those ways or there's a live chat on our, on our website that you can reach out if you have questions and yeah. Yeah. We're all, we're always there for people, you know, and I, I, I always try to tell people just, you know, you have control, you know, take the control back, start eating healthy, start moving a little bit more, start making better choices. You know, it's not about trying to get to the end in date in one day, just try to make mm-hmm. better choices each and every single day. Enjoy the journey enjoy yourself getting healthier and more fit and and more alert and clarity and confidence and all the amazing adjectives that come with getting healthy and fit. And, uh, you know, go and spread that, go and spread that to others because we need, we need a healthy and we need a fit, uh, a fit world. And, um, you know, that, that's what I would tell most people. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's it. That's it. Thank you guys. Like we really appreciate y'all coming on. (laughs) Yeah, man. Oh, you oh, bet. No, thank you, guys. This was really fun. I'm yeah, so thank glad. you. Yes. And we are doing the Hitch Fit program, even though we purchased oh, yeah. it. Even though we purchased <laughs> it last it year. year I purchased it for your birthday <laughs> last year. That's okay. <laughs> I had to get my mind right. You know okay. what? I was I was on the plane yep. and I was I was a good three weeks. I, I lost good I lost weight inches <laughs> and then the pandemic hit and I let that be an excuse to stop. Yeah, like, same. Yeah. 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 But this is our year. Now now it needs to be the reason why you start. Yep. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate y'all. Yeah, you bet. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Big shout out to Micah and Diana for hanging out with us. If you're in the Kansas City area and want to work with them or their trainers in person, visit hitchfitgym.com. If you're not in KC or you prefer to do everything online, visit hitchfit.com to learn more. And that's H-I-T-C-H fit.com. As always, new articles, episodes, and videos can be found at graceandgrind.co. Connect with us on social media at Grace and Brian Co. See you next time. See y'all later.